Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six-figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets, and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful day today. I am in a pretty freaking good mood because right after I get done wrapping up this podcast, I get to go pack for my first trip on an airplane since before 2020, before COVID. I was actually trying to remember the last time that I traveled far enough to take a flight. And I believe it was when Chris and I went to Vegas for a long weekend. We saw Aerosmith. (laughs) And that was in 2019. So it has been a hot minute since I've gone on like a trip trip that again requires that level of traveling. So I'm really excited. And I'm even more excited because this is going to be a fun trip for me. I am going on a mastermind retreat with my coach, or it's it's being hosted by my coach, Sarah Dan, and it's in Austin, Texas at the Miraval Resort, which I don't know if you've ever heard of the Miraval Resorts. I think there are, there's a few of them, but they are fancy. They are super, super nice. You're like not allowed to have cell phones out. I mean, it's like that level luxury. And the whole point is to go and to mastermind and dream, but also to relax. So as soon as I saw her promoting that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm there, I'm going. And I'm so thankful that I followed my gut because at the time, like my initial thought was, oh my gosh, I need this. Like, I want to go so bad. And then it was followed by so many thoughts like, but wait, what about Cruz? What about Chris? What about my mom? What about da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Like so many different things popped up. I actually totally just wrote it out of my mind at that point. I was like, it's not a good time to go. There's too much going on. I wasn't even going to bring it up to Chris. And then we were having... A conversation one night and something, I don't know, I don't know how it got brought up, but I brought it up and I was like, yeah, my coach, she's hosting this retreat and I really wanted to go, but you know, it's just such a weird time. And of course he was like, what, like you, you should, how many days is it? And I was like, well, it's only two days or two nights and two and a half days. He was like, dude, you should go. (laughs) And of course he did. Like he's so sweet and supportive. So I I was really thankful that I ended up bringing it up and going because now I'm just so excited. And I, of course, I'm going to come back and tell you all the juicy things that I learned and the revelations that I have, if any, but I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself because I truly just want to go and turn off the mind for a little bit when I can and truly just chill. 
But first, we are going to do a Q&A episode. I love these. I put a question box on my Instagram and got a ton of actually really good questions and I'm excited to dive in. I'm thinking this is likely going to be a two-parter because there's quite a few questions. So I'm going to go ahead and get started and we're just going to go in order. There's no particular order. I'm just going to start with the very first question that was sent in and this was submitted by Nicole Lakova and she asked, how do you decide what price to put on your products and services? This is a great question. So I think when determining your prices, there are two things to consider mostly. Number one, based on what the offer is, right? Is it a mastermind? Is it one-on-one coaching? How long are you working together, right? Like based on the details of the offer, you do want to have kind of a loose understanding and knowledge of like the industry standard for that type of investment. Okay. Now I say loose because at the end of the day, there's just so much that goes into it. That's going to determine what you decide to price the offer as right? there, There's the level of your expertise. There's how much support is in there. There's your differentiator, you know, just because there's two masterminds that are offered at the same time, offered for the same industry and, you know, maybe the same type of people, maybe like your spin on it makes it more valuable in your eyes. Yeah, there's just so many different things, but you do kind of want to just have a loose idea of like what other people are pricing their own masterminds in your industry. And then based on that range, the price range, I pretty much asked myself like, okay, based on this number and the amount of work that I'm putting into the preparation and the selling and obviously the delivering of this offer, does that price point feel good to me? Is that price point worth it to me? Is that, you know, if I sell 10 of these, how do I feel about that? If I sell a hundred of these, how do I feel about that? But, and once you launch something multiple times, you kind of get a feel for the outcome of what you're likely going to get. Meaning like, you know, okay, if I launch this, I'm likely going to sell it out, or I'm likely to sell around 20 to 30 spots just based on previous launches, you kind of, you kind of get a feel for where you're at based on that. Like, how do you feel revenue wise? Is that worth your time? If the answer is no, then what I do is I kind of, I play with the pricing and I increase it a little bit. How does that feel? And the sweet spot you want to get to is where it feels expansive to you. It it feels very, very exciting and worth your time. And you know that whether you sell three spots or 300 or 30 or whatever, you are, you are going to be so excited to show up and teach this material or deliver this material. You are going to be supported and you know that the level of support that's included in this container is worth that price point. And you want to get to the point where Whenever you price that, if somebody were to come to you and were like, oh my gosh, this is, it's so expensive or I can't afford that. You don't want to question that pricing. You want to feel so confident 
based on the value of the offer and and again like what feels good to you that you have priced this correctly so there's definitely you have to kind of play with prices and and feel it out a little bit and try them on for size in a way and again picture somebody coming to you freaking out about the price or questioning the price and like how confident do you feel about that where you don't even bat an eyelash that is where you want to be in addition to like excited and expansive at the same time our next question is from shop Cella Gold or Cella Gold, C-E-L-L-A Gold. Sorry, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that, but they sell really cute tie-dye pieces, FYI. And she asked how to know when to level up and how. And then she said that she's consistently hitting financial goals, yay, monthly, and she is ready. So congratulations, it's really exciting. Now, everybody has their own idea and definition of what it means to level up. So I'm not exactly sure what you would consider leveling up. Some For some people, leveling up looks like expanding their team, bringing in yet yeah, more team members, more employees to produce more or to help sell more. Sometimes leveling up looks like adding maybe a new product into your line or Another facet of your income. Sometimes it looks like hiring a coach. Sometimes it, I mean, it just, there could be so many different things. So to me, and based on what you said, you know, you're hitting your financial goals and you're ready, then I encourage you to take the time to picture like, what, what do you want next for your business? What does that mean? What does next level mean to you? When you lay down at night and you're picturing the best version of yourself as a business owner and your business in five, 10 years, what does that look like? Does it look like more of a team? Does it look like more products? Does it look like maybe being on more than one platform if you're just selling on Instagram right now? Do you expand onto other platforms? maybe Facebook ads. So I would get clear on what the next level looks like. And then from there, I would decide, okay, based on like where I'm wanting to go, what is the next logical step to to move in that direction? Our next question comes from small town girl, big city ambitions. And she asks a juicy one, which is if you had to start from scratch, what would you do? And I actually like had to pause this and think for a second, because that's a really good question. Now, I assume you mean like if I maybe like if I lost my Instagram account and I had to start all over again, what would I do? So I would for sure like stay in the business that I have now because I'm obsessed with it. I love what I do. But if I had to start from scratch on Instagram or on social media in general, I I know the one thing that I would change is I would be okay and I would actually try and grow my audience at a slower, steadier pace. Now, here's what I mean by that. When I was growing my business, in the beginning, it's so hard because like the big goal is 10K so you can get swipe up. And it was like, I know back when I was doing this, which I hit 10K, I mean, I guess about two years ago, but it felt like a mad dash to get there. It felt like that was 
all that mattered. That was like the thing that you had to do. And then from there, once you hit 10K, it's a lot easier to grow in my opinion. And also because of the nature of my business and at the time I was creating my signature course, which is Influence the Income Formula. And part of that course is I teach you growth strategies. I teach you several different ways to grow your audience with more of the right people. Well, in order to teach those things, I had to go out and I had to test a bunch of different methods myself. And I tested things from hiring a growth service to like follow and unfollow people for me. And that was like a a big thing for a while. I did that. I did like mass giveaways. I mean, I I tried it all in the name of bringing it back to you. And of course, selfishly, like I was of course excited to grow myself and super pumped. And some of those growth strategies landed me thousands of followers, sometimes overnight. And that was a big, big mistake because when you grow so quickly, with followers that aren't necessarily all aligned to the things that you teach and the content that you share, there's a big discrepancy in your level of engagement and your follower count. And Instagram sees that discrepancy as a negative, that they see that as you've been putting out bad content, which is why not a good amount of your followers are engaging with it. So If I had to do things differently, I would be okay with having a small but mighty audience. I would, I think all the time about how I wish I could go through my audience and delete a bunch of people, but it's it's hard to figure out like who actually takes in my content and who needs what I share and who's not interested at all. But I think about that all the time because a smaller, closer knit audience is going to do so much more for your business than a bigger one that's disengaged. And also you can help more of those people because more of those people will be seeing your content. I know there are a lot of people out there who need what it is that I share, but they probably don't see my content because my engagement ratio is, is so poor right now. So for anybody listening that you feel like you have too small of an audience, I would encourage you to look at that in a new light and really hear what I'm saying and really appreciate the people who have already said yes to you, the people who are already there, because no doubt there are plenty of people out there who need what it is that you post, but also need your business offers as well. You just need to get in, you know, they need to hear the message more. You need to put out more content. You need to build more rapport with them. But when you are super intentional on building a relationship with the people that you have versus constantly being so growth minded, you will see a faster return on your time investment than doing it the way that, that I did. So that's one way. That's definitely something I would change if I had to start from scratch. Now, The Fit Life with Jessica asked, what is the best signature offer to start with? I want to build a course. It just seems so. And then she put an emoji with crazy eyes. (laughs) And girl, I feel you. Yes, it it does. It feels daunting, but and, and it's a process, but it's so rewarding, especially obviously when you get done with it. 
So as far as like what's the best signature offer to start with, that's going to depend on on your spin on things. So just judging from your handle, I assume like obviously you post wellness, fitness, something. So when you want to create something signature, you want to ask yourself, okay, based on like what I coach on, what would be my way of doing things that's different than the norm? What is my signature different take or spin or process that other people don't do? What where's a gap? Where is there a gap in in most fitness coaches or mentors offers that you can fill in? So for example, maybe you notice that most coaches out there, they put out a program and it's all like, okay, you need to eat this and you need to do this. It's like super action oriented, but you've noticed that when there's a mindset component to, to the coaching, people are much more likely to continue the, the protocol and, and succeed, like get better results. So maybe your signature spin is, yeah, you help them figure out what to eat. You help them on the movements and the exercises, but also you coach them mentally and on their mindset as well. And it's kind of like this trifecta, or maybe you've noticed that people don't need to be told what to eat or, or they don't need to be told how to work out. They just need to focus more so on their mindset and what they're putting in their bodies. And then they get to decide and they're going to see amazing results. So again, you just kind of have to like take a step back and ask yourself, what do I bring to the table or what can I bring? And maybe you haven't thought about it this way. So I encourage you to take a step back and ask like, what can I bring to the table? That's different. That's a spin on the average fitness offer. That would be your signature thing. Now, as far as like, what's the best mode or or container is the best word for it, meaning should it be a course? Should it be a mastermind? Should it be taught live? Should it be evergreen? That's really up to you. It's based on like the material and how you think the best way to present it is. I have my influence to income formula and I teach it live, but also people can, can buy it evergreen later on. Um, and I've also hosted masterminds where I take them through the influence to income formula. So it's like the same material, but you can present it in different ways. And that's just based on honestly, like the time that you have to devote to it and how you actually want to present it. Maybe you don't want to make a course. Cool. You don't have to, you get to present and offer this information in any way that feels most aligned to you. The next question comes from Tay-Tay DeYoung, and she asked, how did you know it was time to start your biz, to make the jump and do the dang thing? So I've started two businesses. The first time, I did not want to start my own business. I I went to school for entrepreneurship, by the way. You can minor in that at UT, and I did. And I always thought like I, I wanted to start a business, but never in a million years did I think that this would be the type of business that I would start. So the first business that I started was a social media management, I guess, agency, even though it was just me. (laughs) And the only reason why I started that is because I could not find another job. (laughs) I was trying to find a position as a social media manager 
for another business in Nashville and I couldn't find one. And Chris was the one who was like, you know, you could freelance this to, to other people. Cause that's kind of what I was doing in Knoxville, which is where I used to live. And, um, so yeah, I was like, well, I guess I have no other choice. And obviously I'm so thankful that I did that. And then how I went from that business to this one is because I was actually miserable. Like I was actually like, I hated what I did every day. It was great in the beginning and I was making really good money, but then I just noticed I kept getting more and more burnt out and I kept getting, like I would go to sit down to work and full disclosure, I could not do one ounce of work without some Adderall. Like it got to the point that I had to take drugs pretty much. I mean, which is Adderall to do my work because I was so bored and unfulfilled. And that, that was a big red flag. And it finally got to the point. I was like, I am, I'm not happy. And I got pregnant with Cruz. Yes. I stopped taking Adderall. Haven't taken Adderall to this day. Thank you. And I got pregnant with Cruz and it was this, it was probably the worst time ever to switch businesses, obviously, because we had a baby on the way and we needed my income desperately. But I was just at the point, I was like, I I would rather not have a job than continue doing what I'm doing. So I truly didn't even know what I was going to do next. I mean, obviously I knew it'd be around social media, but I didn't know how I was going to do this. I didn't know if I was going to be a coach. Was I going to maybe niche and manage social media for other people? I didn't know what direction I was going because, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. There are a lot of options, especially now you can do pretty much anything. There was a point in time that I was watching videos to be like an Amazon drop shipper. I think that's what they're called, like reselling things on Amazon. That's that's where I was at. I truly, I didn't know if I was going to continue the social media path or do something totally different online. And I think I even reached out to a friend about real estate. This is how lost I was, okay? And I watched a show. (laughs) You did not ask for this, but I'm just going to tell you. There is a documentary on HBO called The Defiant Ones. It is my all-time favorite documentary I've ever seen. It's one of the most well-made documentaries. I, I swear that's out there. It is fantastic. It's about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, who's like a massive... I guess, producer. Anyway, it doesn't matter what it's about, but watch it. But like, it has nothing to do with with my business, except that it fired me up so much because it was about both of these dudes' respective careers and how they just kind of followed the breadcrumbs and they stuck with it and they defied the odds and they really questioned their industry and they really set out to do things differently. And again, it just fired me up so much. I couldn't sleep that night. And in that moment, I was like, I want to do something that matters. Like, this is why I'm not happy. Like, I think it finally sunk in that, like, I truly want to make a difference and to help people. But who is that person? And I sat there and I journaled on it that night. And the thought came to me, you know, 
I don't have to switch actual industries or careers. Like I know what I'm doing in social media. I know that I can help people. It's just, how do I want to help them? And at that point, luckily I had worked with a couple of women, just like freelance jobs with some women and help them with their businesses. And in doing that, and also in being on social media myself, I could see that there were, there was like at the time, this massive rise of businesses on Instagram, you know, specifically women-owned businesses on Instagram, great women who had great businesses and great offers, but when it came to the social media piece, they didn't really know what they were doing. And it just kind of clicked for me that like, huh, I, I'm a woman. I'm about to be a mom. I could help these women like figure out how to grow their businesses. And that is where this idea to do what I'm doing now kind of came from. It was in that was like one of the moments that really kind of sparked that in me. And I thought about it for a few days. I talked with Chris, I went back and forth. And finally I had to do something because I knew that it was going to take some time to, to build credibility and to figure out like what my offers were. I had no clue what I was doing in terms of like coaching packages and creating courses had no, like literally not, uh, not one clue to be found on how to create a course or did I want to create a course? I knew nothing. I just, at that point I knew, okay, I have this skill. I feel excited about helping these women. And then I just did it. I I started, I announced myself and I started sharing free content for a, for several months because I wanted to, I figured out that I did actually want to create a course. I wanted to be the next Jenna Kutcher and create courses or um, Amy Porterfield and create courses. So I created and I shared free content while I created my first course. And since then, so much has changed. I figured out that I like making courses kind of, but I actually really enjoy working one-on-one and I like doing group coaching way more than I enjoy creating courses. And you just don't know these things until you do them. I hired a coach 10 months in because like I said, I had no freaking clue what I was doing and I was tired of spinning my wheels and not making any money. And yeah, so how I knew to do that is because it just got to the point where I was so miserable. I had to do something different. I just, life is too short. And I knew that I had so many other options. So why saying something that, that didn't make me happy and light me up. And it was one of, besides the choice to marry Chris and to have my son, it was the third best choice I've ever made in my entire life was taking that leap. And by the way, while I was putting out free content and making that first offer, I did have some freelance clients. So I was bringing in a little bit of revenue. It's not like I had quit, like fired all my clients and, and wasn't bringing in any money. I did have a little bit of revenue coming in. And then I launched my first program. And right after that, I decided to fire all my clients because I was like, okay, I'm about to be a millionaire. Don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> Oh man, wasn't she cute? She was precious, that girl back then. (laughs) Um, 
if I could go back, I probably would have held on to them a little bit longer because yeah, that's not exactly how it played out, but you live and learn and here we are. And then the question that we'll end this episode with comes from Claire Marie Co. And it's actually, it's funny that these two came in back to back because they're in perfect sequence with each other. She asked, how did you handle your Instagram announcement to your audience when pivoting your business? And I kind of just glazed over that in the last question. So before I decided to pivot my business, I did have an Instagram account, like, you know, as I was managing other accounts, I did have an account where I shared some tips and tricks on Instagram. Like I was kind of flirting with the idea of creating an account and being, being like a thought leader in this space. So I was already posting content, but people knew me at the time as somebody who managed social media for other businesses. So I would post content and I would get clients that way. That's definitely how people viewed me as, as far as I know. Right. And when I decided to pivot, I mean, all I did was I just made an Instagram post and announced it. And I decided to keep the same account. I just kind of rebranded it. And like I said, I was pregnant at the time and I I can see the post in my mind right now. I remember exactly what it looked like, but it was me with the big old belly. And it basically was like, surprise, big announcement. I've decided to pivot my business. Instead of managing social media now, I will be coaching or teaching women or educating women on how to grow their own businesses on social media. If you're interested or if if you are a female business owner, and I, oh, ooh, no, actually, it wasn't just women. At the time, I was marketing to moms. That's what it was. I, oh my gosh, that just brought me right back. I decided at the time that I was going to niche myself to moms because I was about to be a mom and I was like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. I'll work with other moms. And, and I did for a while. And that's the announcement. Like I'm going to work with moms. I'm going to help moms grow their businesses on social media. And that was that. And long story short, after doing that for a few months, I I met so many women who, who weren't moms yet, or who didn't want to be moms. And and I loved working with them too. They're like, hey, I'm not a mom, but could could you still help me? And I was like, well, absolutely. So that happened so much that I just decided that I'm not gonna niche myself as like the mom coach anymore, more so like the female solopreneur mentor, I guess. So that's how I handled that. I'll probably, I feel like it'd be fun to post that picture like as a as a throwback Thursday or something, um, for a promo for this episode. Cause I think it would be cool for you to see. And also for me to see if I can find it, I will do that. So be on the lookout. But anyway, I think that's a good place to end. Like I said, we'll definitely do a part two because there are several other questions that I did not get to today. So if you did not hear your question being asked, I will, I promise I will get to it in the next episode. And by the way, probably should have mentioned this, um, whenever I was fielding for these questions, but if you ever submit a question and you want it to be anonymous, do not hesitate to let me know. Cause I realized that, I don't know, maybe somebody would ask somebody something and they don't want to be called out on the podcast, which is totally fine. So if you know that you asked something and you're listening to this and I have not answered your question yet and you want it to be anonymous, just shoot me a message on Instagram and I will not put your name out there 
into the podcast world. Okay. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I will see you here again next week. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Allie I. Reeves, and or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.